like days when I don't have to physically drive to work. I know, it's so nice. Commuting sucks, and I think the world has said no. Mm-hmm. The world has said no. No, we do not wish to spend. I don't when I don't know what the percentage is, but a large thirty percent of our lives is that I don't true? Know. No, I'm just kidding. I have no I idea. I believed you. I fully believed you. Thirty no percent of our lives. You don't see Jake Peralta spending. I mean, he's in the car when he's sticking out, but like they live in a walkable city. You don't see him sitting in traffic. I don't even know why he has a car. I don't understand why he even has a car. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that. But mm-hmm. I. Listeners, Thursdays is our usual re- podcast recording day, and then unless, unless there's some kind of like you know I'll, uh, some kind of conflict, we have to move that day around. But Thursdays is one of my work from home days where I'm at home making my own schedule, eating my own snacks, drinking my own coffee. I just I want every day to be like this, Sarah. Why can't every day, why can't I start every day working on my screenplay, getting down to work, you know, I mean, getting down to work mentally. Mm -hmm. Like why? I don't, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like going into my office. Well, you go in only like a little bit, right? Once a week. Yeah. I mean, is it nice to see people again or are you just like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's nice. Okay. It's not nice enough to drive two hours to it see them i'm very two sorry hours well both ways so like one oh, hour yeah, yeah, one yeah. way one hour Same. more Same. like an hour 10 so like Same. two hours to what to went went 20 minutes that day um i don't That's, know it, it's not really worth it it's not yeah it's not welcome to the adam and andy podcast i'm one of your hosts nicole i'm your other host sarah and this is not a podcast about commuting no. But it could be a podcast you listen to while you're commuting. Yeah, let's I mean, uh, potentially. Yeah. I hope we're helping at least with the with the transition or if you have been commuting, I hope that that has helped. I hope uh, you listen to us while you work even. Yeah, why not? Like work and listen to us and listen to us on the way to work and on the way home and then we're just Oh my gosh. We're just in <laughs> your ears all the time. Um this is a podcast where we thoroughly immerse ourselves in the filmographies and televisionographies of our favorite our two favorite actors adam driver and andy sandberg it's televisionographies nicole a televisionography <laughs> i love it um so today we're going to be t- we're going to be returning to our rewatch of brooklyn 99 it was a little bit of a weird journey. We, I mean, I'm going to get to Adam and Andy news. Don't worry. I know I've, I haven't gotten there yet, but I will. Um, we started with season one of Brooklyn Nine Nine, then season eight, the final season came out, and we were like, well, we have to watch season eight, right? So we took a little hiatus from the first season. Sarah has har- only seen a little bit of Brooklyn Nine Nine, so this is very confusing for you, I must imagine. But we took a little hiatus. Then we went to season eight. Then we watched Baking It. Then we watched the rest of season eight. And now we're back to season one. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten that Charles got shot. Like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I'd forgotten about the horse that was his rank. Anyway, well, we'll I don't think that it, was you know? in. I think that was a bit. I don't think that was part of the episode he was in. Because remember, like, 
Terry, I remember now. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Which, should we get into Adam and Andy news first? Yeah. Okay. What do you want first, Adam or Andy? Adam. Okay. So Adam is, uh, he's in between movies right now. So he is, I think they're going to be starting filming the Ferrari movie in May. Okay. Uh, okay. But he has been seen around shockingly he's been seen around so i did put together uh some visual visual aids today so i'm gonna share my screen in just a moment but i put together some visual aids uh so that uh you could see some of the things that adam has been up to so let me just go ahead and share my screen here and i have for the listeners that are not watching this on youtube which you could if you wanted to watch us we're on youtube look for critical crop top that's the name of our youtube channel youtube channel critical crop top and you can uh, uh watch our faces but if you're listening to the podcast don't worry i will describe what we're seeing so the first thing here is adam and joanne hosted a art gallery like an art event, like an art opening for Called Ride the Tiger. Ride the Tiger. Oh my gosh. Uh the artwork of Colleen Berry and Will St. John. So apparently friends of theirs, I guess. Um, and uh so they hosted an uh, art gallery opening, which is apparently a very specific time, as you can see on the invite, which is what we're looking at here. Uh six to seven thirty precisely. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and that was, uh, on March 10th. So I don't, ha- uh, yes, you were going to say something. Sarah. No, I'm just like surprised that this invitation is ava- av- available for everyone to see. Well, as you can see, someone took a photo of it. There were a lot, there were actually lots of people who took photos at the event. Many over the shoulder. Here is a glimpse of Adam driver. Mm. There was actually one woman in attendance who was clearly fangirling and her friend kept taking pictures of her and she was like, she looked very shy and and just like overwhelmed that she was like in the same room as Adam Driver. It was very cute. Um, mm. And then uh, here's a picture of Adam and uh, I, I assume the artist standing next to a piece of art um, on the night of the opening. Nice. So, um, they look so artsy. Don't they? They look very so artsy. like Brooklyn artsy, don't yes. they? Yes. Um, so that happened. And then the very next day, so this was on the 10th, on the 11th, Adam was in London at a mm-hmm. fashion show. Okay. So at the was Burberry the fashion show. No, he was at the Burberry fashion show, which was like blew my mind. I mean, it doesn't blow my mind because, um, he was he's- the 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 Burberry guy. He's the Burberry centaur, so of course, uh, he has to. I'm sure he is contractually obligated to go to some of these events. Um, and 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 so my what I decided to do was compile my favorite pictures of Adam looking grumpy at the <laughs> Burberry <laughs> fashion show. So here is Adam. I think this is him leaving the show in his uh very nice Burberry coat. Mm-hmm. trying to uh, just disappear into the sidewalk, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that was his goal. Yeah. And then this is Adam being forced to pose for cameras. He's like... I know. He has this very, like, can we get this over with? Somebody on Twitter <laughs> compared this to, like, when you're... T- 
teenager is like leaving for prom or yes, something. Like, Let me get a picture. They're like, and they're like, Ugh, fine, mom. And they just kind of stand there. It was, it's just very funny to me. I mean, he still looks amazing. Like his hair looks fabulous. Like his, um, his, his, he's wearing all black, but his whole ensemble is looks very nice. He looks great. Mm-hmm. He just looks very grumpy. <laughs> and it made me very amused at how yeah. grumpy he was about. Yeah, the there's whole- actually, um, my partner's mom took a picture of him as he's walking away to go to to prom. It's like literally, oh. like, he wouldn't even pose. He would just like is walking away. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so this is this is the only posed photo. Um, here is Adam just oh. being very grumpy that he's watching Ooh. a fashion show. <laughs> there were a lot of pictures like this where he's standing there very stoically while all these like he's like he's just like you like. I, Look, we're all having a fun here. Like, I don't know what's really gone going on in his head, but I can't imagine it's something like, "What am I going to get to eat after this?" It's more um, like that looks like a comforter I'd like to snuggle under. That's what somebody else said on Twitter, Sarah. Really? Exactly. <laughs> so, listeners, I'm we're looking at a picture of him like standing at the on the next to the runway, which I think they were set up like giant tables, like the the state the little stages looked like tables that you would sit at and have dinner okay and then the models would come out and walk across the table yeah and so uh we're just having a fun joke about what we think he might be thinking about but yeah he was brooding uh throughout listeners uh, it does look like a quilt he could snus and oh that's right that's what i was gonna say he he yeah every i'm sure a lot of people who are on twitter remember this dress that had the very like the quilted dress this is the picture Mm -hmm. of that uh and i think he was standing next to anna winter winter Mm. that's who he was standing next to and everybody was freaking out about that and then the last photo is just a photo like i think a photo probably for burberry that was taken uh, I don't know. It's a professionally photographed photo of him during on that day, and I just thought it looked really nice. So, um, so I'm sure he's also looking. He looked kind of like the first picture. He's like, he's broody, but that's how we like him. We like him broody, right? Mm, that's how you like him. Okay. You, well, I I do like him broody. That's true. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. And that's all I've got for Adam. So he's okay. been, uh, he's been jet setting a lot of people hoping he would show up at the baftas because that was like the same night but he was out of there right after the burberry show um which i didn't really expect him to be at the baftas he doesn't really have any reason to be there i mean yes lady gaga was there uh but she was nominated um Mm -hmm. and so i don't i don't i can't think of any reason yeah he was no he wasn't because he's been snubbed by like every award show this season, even though he gave three amazing performances this year. Yeah, that's a shame. Okay, so moving on to Andy, nothing really new going on. I did find this cool article about his uh, project that he worked on, The Boys, that a diabolical that um, animation show. Remember that anim- it's like an animated spinoff of The Boys show that's on Prime. Um, and so I was reading a little bit more about that. So basically the, uh, showrunners of the boys kind of, they compiled this like group of people that they wanted to work with. And they basically were like, you do whatever you want. They let the writer directors come up with whatever they wanted. And then they paired them up with a studio. So each it's, they're basically eight sort of standalone short films or short animated films. 
Uh, different animation studios did each one of them, uh, sort of, which kind of reminds me of what they did with Star Wars Visions, uh, which was uh, different anime studios creating different Star Wars stories. And so I guess it's sort of a similar thing they did here. Um, so I just wanted to read you a little bit of information about uh, Andy's uh, process. So uh, it says that Andy Samberg wrote a drama about a, a woman, a man whose wife was dying of cancer. Uh, and uh, when Steve on came on to direct, so he was the director of that segment. Uh, he had the idea to make the story Korean. So he wanted to take it in that direction. Oh, here's the quote. He wanted to take it in that direction and made a compelling argument to pitch for that. Then we tried to support that as much as we could. This is the uh, showrunner saying this by getting uh, a Korean animation studio, a Korean composer and hiring two Korean leads. So uh, a little bit more information about this story that Andy wrote. It's about a man whose wife is dying of cancer. And the, and uh, after collaborating with the director, they decided to make it a Korean story and they had a Korean animation studio and composer and, and leads in that segment. So it sounds like I'm curious. It sounds really different than uh, his other work that we've seen. Does it have a Korean director? Yes, the director's okay. Korean. That's why they decided to, or that was one of the inspiration. I think that was the inspiration for going in that direction. Cool. I think we should watch it. Yeah. It sounds like it's, standalone he wrote it yeah yeah i it doesn't sound like we need to know anything about the uh rest of the show to even watch it so i think you i I think we should watch it if he'll have any dad issues in there Mm. let's see let's count the dad issues Mm -hmm. so do you want to watch it yeah i think we should um so listeners we're gonna watch uh andy's segment from uh diabolical and we'll get back to you about that i don't know if we'll devote a whole episode to it because i think it's pretty short we'll see we'll see how much how long it is how much there is to talk about uh and then we'll decide yeah i missed the short part i was hoping for a full length uh film i would have been like cool we're deep into brooklyn 99 no they're short i think they're like eight to ten minutes or something they're not very long i could be completely mistaken but i don't think they're very long so we'll see if it's like 20 minutes, I guess we could probably make a whole episode out of that. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I feel like we should at least, shouldn't we at least get through Brooklyn Nine-Nine season one? Or oh, yeah. I feel like if we interrupt it again, it's just going to throw off my mojo. We can't interrupt a season. No, you're right. We could do it in between seasons. Um, okay. And that's all I've got for Adam and Andy news. That's Yay. it. Yay. Um, so shall we talk about? uh brooklyn 99 should we get back mm-hmm. into it uh so listeners we're uh we're diving back in to brooklyn 99 season one so if you are missing brooklyn 99 now that it's no longer on the air uh perhaps you might want to join us in re-watching uh we are currently at ne- like mid first season because i think there's what like 20 something episodes i want to say in the first season i think so yeah so we're about m- a little bit more than midway through um episodes 13 and 14 yeah 13 and 14 and uh i have to tell you i had a little trouble like remembering where i was in time uh because we had been watching all of season eight and then i was like okay all right so terry was not on the force because he was like having PTSD. he is having like ptsd well not ptsd Mm -hmm. but more like worry because he had the babies and like he didn't want to be on the and then like uh Holt almost got shot and Charles jumped in front of 
the gunman yeah. and got shot yeah, in the butt. I, and I had I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Forgotten about all of that. I had forgotten that Charles wanted to date Rosa and I was weirded out by it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's just a lot going on that I had to and go. And of course, oh. Jake and Amy were not a thing at that point. But I do love watching their relationship develop, especially now that I know where it goes and where they end up. I'm actually super enjoying watching that play out. I don't know about you. Yeah, I liked it before I knew where it ended up. Like, I I guess I'm that kind of person that's like, I like the pursuit of like to watch the pursuit. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when like, you know that they're like in a stable relationship, it's like, eh, okay. Like, do you think that's because being in a relationship is boring or because people just don't know how to write compelling? People don't know how to write compelling. Like, at least they didn't in the last season. They didn't write a compelling relationship. You don't think so? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we can talk about that, uh, I suppose, when we return to it. I think I, I, I see your point. There's like some there's unknowns when there's the pursuit. There's mm-hmm. more conflict. More conflict. Um. Yeah. But I also think there's something to be said for a a, a, a a multifaceted portrayal of a long-term relationship and like that camaraderie and but also like, you know, the conflict of like having to acquiesce to the other person's needs in order for them to feel fulfilled in life, which is what happens at the end of season mm-hmm. eight is that Jake yeah. makes the decision to leave the force, which is pretty huge. Anyway, we're not talking about season eight. Let's get back into season one. So this is I'm glad that we are leading in with this because this episode, episode 13, The Bet, is all about Jake and Amy's quote unquote bad date that they have mm-hmm. to go on. And I got to tell you, I fucking loved this mm-hmm. episode. It was, it was top notch. It was very tight. It was tight. Um, The jokes were good. Uh, the characters like we've gotten over I think like when a show starts they're t- still trying to figure out like who the characters are and like everybody's kind of extreme like I think when Jake started in season one if I were if now that I'm recalling it a little bit more that he was like very he was very petulant and uh, he's like still kind of immature but I think like a little bit more di- multi-dimensional now just like everybody else like Rosa was like really tough but now she's got more like layers to her and like Amy mm-hmm. was really a type A but now she's got more layers so it's just like as the, a sitcom figures out its actors and its characters the show gets better and I feel mm-hmm. like it's really getting to the point where the show is really finding the characters mm-hmm. for me Yeah. anyway where did you want to start with uh, The Bet what was the st- the teaser, the stinger, the the, the, the opening, the, the, cold, the cold open? open? Yeah, the cold open was Charles getting his medal of valor for getting That's shot in the right. butt, and the and- horses, um, like in front of no, 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 no the horses, the peanut say, butter, a higher rank say, than he peanut is. butter, peanut butter. That's the horse. Peanut name. butter is the horse. He has a higher rank than Charles. That was the thing that I, I found most funny. Oh, that was that, that the horse me. ranked high, higher. And that he was like at the United Nations or something like later they were like, where's P- uh, peanut butter today? And oh, he's like, he's speaking. At, he's at the United Nations. He's making. <laughs> but yeah, I think they were both receiving medals of valor on the same day. I think yeah. was the thing. So like, of course, like, Charles is feeling kind of hurt about it and because he, you know, the horse keeps stealing his spotlight and Jake is like having a great time because he's still kind of, he's kind of a dick. He's, Jake is kind of a brat, you know, and he's like, the horse is pooping on stage. Yeah. 
I would like to know if horses actually do get awarded medals mm. of valor because the thing is that I really I really don't like that horses are used in war mm-hmm. or in battle. Okay. So I would Wait, want them what? I'm not saying that they can't get injured on duty as a cop, but you know horse cops are not Riding into battle, right? I don't. They just patrol the streets on horseback. Like I don't. I don't see them riding into battle. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Yes. Okay. I'm very sorry. I didn't okay. mean like they're. This is a war horse. I didn't mean that. I just mean like. <laughs> I just meant like. Like they're mostly just going back and forth to the donut shop, right? Here's I what mean- I don't like. I don't like that humans have used horses to carry them around because I don't think horses like it. Okay. It come at me if you're a, a horse sure. person and tell me tweeted us at Adam any pod. I'm wrong, but I'm sure you don't that like there are horses being used for yes, labor used for labor. Got it. Yes. Yeah. So you must hate those carriages. Combat. You yeah. don't like the carriages, yeah. the combat specifically though, because yeah. they didn't sign up for that. No, there are they lots of horses not- that die in war. And or there were. ideologically, how do you know that that horse aligns politically? Exactly. They don't with- have a say. Exactly. Like, how can it be? So the horse isn't aware of being awarded a medal. That's true. But shouldn't he, doesn't he deserve a, me- a medal if he did something yep. that he he was asked to do that he didn't have to do that he was kind of for- forced into? I hope he gets a lot of treats and pets. That's Me all too. that I can say. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything about horses either. So tweeted us at, at Adam Andy Pod. Do horses like to be ridden? I wouldn't like do to be horses ridden. Horses win awards. I mean, I wouldn't like to be ridden in the way that a horse is ridden. Let me just say it that way. No. No. Um, so <laughs> Charles gets the medal. He also falls off the stage and then has to take painkillers. Yeah. And then he's like, the painkillers cause him to be overly truthful. Which I thought was a great telling serum. Oh, it's true. It's true that I don't know about pain meds, but I know that like after the drugs from like a colonoscopy, like Mm -hmm. you can kind of like not you, but like I. Oh yeah, me. I do. Not to tell like the truth. Like it's just very like blunt and like direct. I guess I've I've known someone. (laughs) I may have been scoped once or twice in my life. Uh, And yeah, uh, apparently the last time that Chris was with me uh, and when I woke up, apparently I told everyone in the room about my podcast (laughs) and all the places that they could. I am not kidding. This is not a joke. I did not make this up for the show. I literally told everyone about my podcast and all the places that they could listen to it. I'm sure no one asked, but yeah. that was apparently on my mind immediately upon waking from anesthesia. Yeah. This person I knew, um, he teased the nurse, mm-hmm. like not in like a gross way, but just like in a like, oh, like that's kind of embarrassing. You were, were you like, there? Yes, I was there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. So Charles is spinning, spitting, Dropping some truth bombs, I think, is yes. what Gina says. I, I like that he was also just like Charles, but not like they didn't make him give him this. He wouldn't, didn't speak like he was drunk or drugged or anything. No. He was just Charles, but very like I love that he had no inner monologue. Like he yeah. would say things like I think Jake at one point is like, why are you still wearing your medal? They're like having a party for him at the bar. And he's like, I want 
to impress women at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was very yeah. no filter. And it was really funny yeah. to me. Yeah. So I did enjoy that whole storyline. And I think that it was, I, I, to me, I think the whole objective story-wise of Charles being a truth teller, obviously it served some B-plot, which was him talking to Rosa about jumping in front of the gun. And we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, but like, really, I think it was there to push Jake in this story to realize that he has that he has feelings for Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because they've had this bet going on. Uh, and I had to see who's the better detective. Uh, and they're so they're keeping track of how many people get arrested, which a little problematic. Yeah. For me. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe not something they would have a storyline they would have done in season eight. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but in this time period, apparently that was not something that anyone that didn't raise any red flags for anybody. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, whoever gets the most arrests wins. Uh, and what's on the line, Sarah, for each of them? Oh, it's not just arrests; it's felony arrests. Oh, felony arrests. Okay. Um, I guess you that's say? good because then they're not yeah. hassling regular people. I guess yeah. that's at least okay. Yeah. Um, I I said what's on the line? So if they win, what do they get? So if Amy wins. Jake has to. What I forget what something to do with the car. Does he, he give he up the to, car. He has to give her his car. Give her his car. Okay. He has to give her his car. And if Jake wins, then he has to take her on the worst date in the car. He gets to take her on the worst date. I think that's mm-hmm. the the point is that he doesn't yeah. just have to. He gets the privilege. Yeah. Of taking Amy on what he says and, is going to be the worst date she's ever had. And why would that not raise any red flags with anyone in the, the no precinct one or be... with her or with him or with no – I mean, except for seemed... Charles. Charles saw it a bit at the bar, but mm-hmm. but no one – the whole year that they had the bet was like, hey, do you kind of – do you let, 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 like her? I'm going to guess that everyone kind of – sensed had had knew it but that maybe everyone had sort of decided not to talk to them about it yeah did did you ever have people at work who like you knew that they were like fucking um well not just that (laughs) but like you knew that they liked each other like Mm -hmm. let's just say before before that like where they just Mm -hmm. like each other but they're not they claim they don't like each other but everyone kind of knows they they are they are falling in love but they don't want to admit it like jim and pam yeah, I anyway. can't really think of anyone specifically that I know. What about you? But I do read a lot of fix. Um, Did I, you and Chris not know that you you liked each other until like? No, I pretty much was like, I let's hang out. I would like yeah. to make out with you in the parking lot after work. Oh, so you actually said said those no, words? No, but no, okay. I'm very. <laughs> direct uh so i wasn't i'm not a i'm not a like drop a lot of hints type of person you know i'm more like let's hang out um and you know but it wasn't like a long time that you guys like knew each other before you knew that you you liked him i mean it was a restaurant romance which means that it was it started out with making out 
mm-hmm. drunkenly after work and then yeah. led to a relationship as I think yeah. most restaurant re- romances that begin in a restaurant start. Yeah. But yeah, we, I think, well, we like kind of went out a couple times and then it was, and then it kind of fell, fell a bit apart for a bit. And then we started dating again, like a couple months later. And then like, once we officially were like dating, seeing each other, uh, we, I think like, I think we moved in together like six months after that. So it happened relatively quickly. I think I don't know if there was anybody who was thinking, well, they won't lay at our workplace. Maybe, I don't know. It's been so long that I can't remember to be honest. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I do. Tweet at Nicole if you worked with Nicole. Ah, no, God, please <laughs> no. don't. Uh, no, I don't want to relive those days. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that sometimes there are people in the friend group. I mean, we have friends that have gotten mm-hmm. together in our friend group, you know, mm-hmm. that you like, you know, yeah. you kind of sense that they have a connection, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what was going on here is that people were like, oh, they are, why are they always fighting so much? I don't yeah. love the pigtails metaphor, I by the way. Like we can talk. No. So yeah. Charles, well, I don't want to get into, I, I want to talk, let's talk about the date first and then we'll get to what Charles okay. says. But uh, so, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this episode, but I really liked this episode a lot. This episode was good. Um, So Jake puts together a very elaborate fake date to take Amy. $1,400 on credit. Yeah, he is very irresponsible with money. Like, which is, it's funny that they're married now because now I'm thinking like, is he still in crushing debt? Like, does she now have his crushing debt? Or did she come up with a spreadsheet about how he could pay down his debt? Like, how did this go? Um, But so he throws a very elaborate wedding with like a choir. He makes her wear like this 90s prom dress. I don't know. How did you feel about him being allowed to like pick her clothes and what she can eat and how many times she can go to the bathroom? How did you feel about that? I did not like that. I mean, I know it's supposed <laughs> to be a bad date, but like that yeah. felt like, I mean, this was pre me too. Yes. So, yes, it was. Um, It just felt like wrong and it felt like, I would have been like, no, this is like harassment in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> It is walking a line. I think that they managed to stay on one side of the line because I don't think it would have raised any objections in this time that it came out. But also because it's also about the actors selling it. Like yeah. at no point does Amy seem uncomfortable. Yeah. Amy is totally on board the whole time. I think we, I guess we can only assume that Amy likes him too, I would say. I mean, that's what we, the way I think we should interpret this, that Amy subconsciously, which is a dangerous kind of gray area when you're talking about this kind of stuff, that Amy would, wants to go on this date and just doesn't want to admit it. Um, But at no point does Amy ever seem uncomfortable. At no point do any of the other women seem uncomfortable. She doesn't want to wear the dress and doesn't want to dance the steerage jig with uh with from Jake titanic with, from titanic <laughs> um but like she, she doesn't seem like super uncomfortable she just seems no. like eh, i don't want to do it you know? she seems uh, like objecting to it but not uncomfortable yeah. and i think that's what makes it work because if if amy the character if the actor or any of the other female actors had expressed any discomfort then this joke mm-hmm. would not have worked yes 
Um, but it, somehow it does. Like, it's a little weird, but also, like, I think it's meant to convey that, like, he's trying to make this a bad date. I think that's the whole yeah. joke. He's yeah. trying to make this a bad date, but it ends up not being a bad date. It actually ends up being a really good date. I'm glad that it didn't cross a line in that, like, you have to ma- ma- make out with me in the car on this bad date. Like, that would have been too far. Yeah, too they far. never. he never put any physical limitations. Like, it could have just been completely platonic if they didn't actually have feelings for each other. Like, so he mm-hmm. makes her wear a silly outfit. He does joke like about- he told her to turn around and show the bow on her butt. Like, I just okay, was like- Okay, well, I get that. But also- the bow on the butt was a classic 90s style and that made me laugh yes Yes. (laughs) can we bring back bows on the butt i love it i think you would rock a bow on the butt (laughs) yes (laughs) i'd like to bring that back um the other thing that made me laugh really hard is that andy was or jake i keep calling him andy jake was wearing a like a a suit with a bow tie like a suit Mm -hmm. from like the waist up like a tux a tux thank you a tux and then cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so they were long shorts too. They were lots one of, those, of pockets. One of those long ones. Lots of pockets. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad date. Like, oh, what are you just... gonna wear? That's like the combination of like what you don't wear on a date: cargo shorts and and a tux. A tux. Um, it's a formal cargo short, is what it is. Um, I'm. It made me laugh especially hard because my husband actually regularly wears cargo shorts my my partner does too yes i mean he would he would argue like i mean i have so many places to store things so why wouldn't i i'm like are you are you gonna roof are you gonna re-shingle a roof like why do you need to wear all this stuff (laughs) um so they go to the bar at at part during the date he said he was gonna take her I'll, i'll tell you what i objected to the most sarah just to circle back for a second. I objected uh, strongly to Jake taking her to a questionable seafood restaurant. Because, yeah. <laughs> because it's one thing to take someone on a bad date. It's another thing to give them food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, I was like, oh God. Oh, I'm glad he didn't say a questionable seafood buffet because then I would have had to turn it off right then. You know? Yeah. Uh, so they go to the bar. By the way, Amy looked really pretty in that 80s, 90s dress. Like she did her makeup flawlessly. Mm-hmm. She would have been the homecoming queen i feel like yeah um i had a lot of exclamation points in my notes here because i just had so much fun watching this episode so they go to the bar where charles is having his like party for his medal and um and then while jake and charles are talking this is when they have that conversation where charles is like dropping his truth bomb which is so what does he tell jake at the bar i forget it's all pigtails thing. Oh, that okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, says so, that yeah, you go ahead. No, he says, like, what do li- little boys do to little girls in the play playground? Mm-hmm. They grab their their pi- pi- pigtails and tease them because they like them and they don't they know how else to express them. themselves. They pull on them because they like them and they don't know how else to express their, their feelings other than with aggression. Well, he didn't say aggression, but well, that's what's no, implied. But that's yeah. <laughs> And Jake says, oh, yeah, of course. Well, the pigtails, they're so they're just right there. You have to yank on them. Um, So <laughs> I had a little bit of trouble with this. Like, I understand yeah. the comparison. Um, it's been made before. It's, it's been, been made, made before. before. It's not anything new. I just don't. I don't like it. Um, 
I understand what he was where he was going, where he's like, oh, and I do think, how do I say this? I do think that both men and women tease each other when they like each other, but don't know how to say it or don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. saying it. But I feel like it's healthy when you tease them in a way that makes them like creates a bond and it's Mm -hmm. not healthy when you physically yank on their hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I understand. Or neg them. Yeah. Anything that makes people feel bad about themselves or I just don't like it. And I know this is a joke and I know this is a sitcom, but I just like, I got teased. There was a period of time where I got bullied and teased a lot. I know that's surprised everyone because I'm like super normal and I really fit in well. Um, But I got teased a lot, I'd say from like third grade to sixth grade. And at no time do I think any of my of the aggressors who were teasing me or throwing food in my hair on the bus or, you know, kicking my shins after class. Like, I don't think any of them did it because they liked me. At least that's not my perception. I think they did it because they wanted to feel superior to someone and they wanted to feel better than someone. And so I guess I just object to the idea that boys will physically hurt or bully somebody because they like them. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Anyway, I don't know if you had anything else to say about that. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I don't think, um, aggression should be uh an indication that you like someone that's an indication of an unhealthy kind of relationship yeah i think we should just like do away with that as an example generally uh and let's call it what it is which is like you are picking on somebody and that's not cool um but uh i do the sentiment behind it i agree with which is that charles says hey maybe the reason that you got you're always teasing maybe the reason you put so much effort into this date is because you actually like her and you want to go on this date. And I actually squealed because I was like, ooh, this is so exciting. We're getting it. We're get- I don't know how you felt, but I felt like, ooh, we're getting some juicy progress here. Yeah. Um. So then they end up getting called away by Holt because Holt, there's like some kind of stakeout they need to do. And this is where the date really gets good because the thing about them that works is that they're they're opposites, which is this whole opposites attract thing, but also they both love being cops. They love mm-hmm. being detectives. Yeah. And so their date ends on the roof where with the class, which I feel like is very like reminiscent of the office. Isn't there like some kind of date that happens mm-hmm. on the roof in the office mm-hmm. as well? There is Jim and Pam. Yeah. It's like a not date date that happens up there mm-hmm. where they have like grilled cheese or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real classic sitcom date trope is like we're on the roof for some reason um i don't know what did you think about their the end of their date um the part where holt calls jake and is like hey we have a relief team Mm -hmm. right right Mm -hmm. right ready for you and then jake uh, they so jake jake and amy had just finished like or just started trying to practice mm-hmm. throwing nuts into their mouth. Okay, oh yeah, that's they're that they were throwing nuts into their mouth. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but he looked at Amy and he was like, you know what? It's okay. We're already here. We mm-hmm. like this kind of stuff. We'll stay. Um, because so he wants to, he, he wants, wants to, to stay, stay on with her. He wants to stay with it. But I think the point is, they the date wasn't over. 
So even if the stakeout is over, now they can he she can put the stupid dress back on. They can go to Times Square. The choir can sing to her. But the thing is, he didn't want to go back to the fake date because he didn't want to make her feel bad. He wanted to be on the good date, which is them just hanging out on the rooftop, throwing nuts at each other's faces. Yeah. And I said it like that on purpose. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarah, Sarah, did you know that that nuts have no fat? They have a lot of fat. <laughs> they it's the, actually the opposite as what a, a, a Amy said. Um, anything else to say about? Um, oh, we didn't really talk too much about this. I guess we should address it. That so, Char. This was another thing that really I really loved deeply. Even though I don't love this whole Charles Rosa storyline, I'm really looking forward to getting away from that yeah. soon. Um, is but he says in his truth telling that he didn't know who he was jumping in front of. He just did. He just saw a gun and he saw the vest, the NYPD vest, and he was like, "I gotta protect this person on my team." And I found that to be really touching. I don't mm-hmm. know how you felt. About yeah, that, that was but, sweet. Yeah. And then he said that they he will take her out on a date eventually, and I yeah. was like, Ooh. I was like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Anything else to say about um the bet? It was it was great. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I love rom com store storylines. So it was it was really a fun. definite definite rom com, and all the B stores were really good too. With like Charles and also like Terry's wife being there, and like she didn't know that Terry was coming back on the force. And Holt keeps messing yeah. up trying to fix things, and he keeps saying the wrong things and pissing the wife off, and all of that mm-hmm. was very good. I enjoyed uh, all of the B stories. It was a really solid episode. Um. Also, um. Okay, so yeah, let's just move on to the Ebony Falcon, right? Episode mm-hmm. 14. Um, the Ebony Falcon is about Terry's return to the field. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode? I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. No, um, I I thought, I think that Terry is adorable oh, and not scary so at much. all. Um, so when he's adorable. like talking about his da- daughters and mm-hmm. the let me put the little giraffe between them. They like to rest their little heads on him. Like, oh, I squealed. I squealed. You purred, actually. <laughs> oh, purred. Listeners, she purred. <laughs> Terry, like, yeah, Terry <laughs> Cruz was like talking about his daughters and like putting this little stuffed animal thing fluffy between them. And Sarah literally purred. Like you, the, the, you couldn't handle the cuteness. <laughs> Um, I love Terry Crews. He's a treasure. I love him so much. Um, I enjoy. And so this was a episode that was heavily focused on him, but also his relationship with Jake, because Jake is seeing, I guess, Terry's family for the first time in a long time, at least. Like, I guess he saw the kids when they were babies, but he only really sees Terry at work. He doesn't spend a lot of time at his house, but now he's there. By the way, we talked about this because listeners, we watched these episodes together last night. Um. We talked about this last night, but you can actually see the princess castle that Terry's building like b- earlier in the season, like in the 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 scene where he's there at his house, which I thought was really cute. Uh, but like Jake is seeing Terry with his girls and Jake has a very visceral reaction to this. He he's doesn't. Like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't want Terry to get hurt because then yeah. he'll because the, actually the line that mm-hmm. makes him like think that is Terry mm-hmm. told the, the girls when he's bringing them to sleep. Daddy will net net 
never leave you. And so he's like, this man cannot be in the field. I know. (laughs) It was so sweet. Jake, as usual, Jake's misguided wanting to do the right thing. He is worried about Terry. And so Terry's okay with being back in the field, but Jake isn't. So that's the complication is that they're on this like undercover operation where Terry has to pretend to be like a trainer, like a personal trainer Mm -hmm. for like a person they're trying to like bust this steroid drug ring or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, Jake just keeps messing it up because he's overly cautious. He doesn't tell Terry about certain things and kind of like gets in the way of Terry doing his job because he doesn't want Terry to be put in harm's way. Right. But, but then when he fi- 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 finally gets like, um, he, when Terry gets fully involved, like, mm-hmm. and shows what he can do, Jake is like, wow, like he can really take care of himself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid for you. I'm afraid of you. Yeah, exactly. Like there's this whole scene where, cause like Jake is like stepping in when he shouldn't, which is a common Jake thing, I think is for Jake to like step in when he shouldn't step in. And he like gets some information, but he doesn't share it with Terry. And so Terry shows up at their, the sting, I guess. I don't know the lingo. I'm not a detective, uh, but he shows up and he's really pissed off. And so he boxes with Jake and punches him in the face a couple of times i feel i feel like we're gonna have to watch the bloopers sarah when we get to the bloopers but i feel like i've seen a blooper from season one where i think terry actually clips andy in the face i feel like i've seen this blooper where he accidentally taps his taps him in the nose a little like a little too close Oh no! Uh, but I could be wrong. That may be a different blooper. Tweeted us at AmityPod. Am I? Did I make this up, or did Terry Crews actually punch Andy Samberg in the face at some point uh, during this episode? Um. So, but yeah. Uh, but I, th- then we have again. We have the daddy issues, and I know that Lonely Island didn't write this episode, but Jake and his daddy issues are like really on display here because the yeah. big thing that we find out at the end isn't it it isn't just that he's worried about terry and the girls and terry not being there for the girls it's that jake is reminded of how his dad wasn't there for him yeah and he doesn't want to do that to the these kids and that i thought took it to another level where it's like yeah really like i think good some good character development for both jake and Charles, uh jake and terry and their relationship i thought that was all very yeah. sweet um do you want to talk a bit about the b story Gina, Gina and the um, B&E. Yeah, so the there's a B&E. Breaking and entering. Yeah, there's a B&E at Gina's. At first, we weren't even sure if it really happened. We I thought- was thinking that she, like, <laughs> stole her own stuff because she was so – she was playing it so, like, cold and so, like, this is – this happened and I'm just pissed about this stuff. Like, I know. She's like, just my emotional think, like, value of this is $7 million. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, her jumpsuits and shit. Yeah. Um. Which the, the stuff they listed that uh that were the things she lost were great jokes. Oh, so good. I wish I could remember more of them besides yeah. the jumpsuits. Um but yeah, so she gets broken into and Rosa and Amy are helping. By the way, anytime you get Rosa, Amy, and Gina together, I love it. Like I just love it. I just feel like we don't have enough like women t- like in us in scenes together in on television. We just yeah. don't or in movies no. even and this show is so good. I got to hand it to them. They're so good about giving yeah. these women storylines with each other that deepen their relationship. And it makes me so happy. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, anytime we have the three of them together, I love it. So they go to try to help out, but they can't really fit. They're, they're like, it's a standard B&E. We don't know yeah. who did it. There's no print matches. And she's so upset. And, mm-hmm. you know, she, she like, files a complaint mm-hmm. with Holt. And Holt's yeah. like, why do I have a complaint about you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> But what I love about this is it's exactly what you said. Like, she's so casual about it. She seems so casual about it. And like, it doesn't bother her that she's had all this stuff stolen. She's just annoyed it seems like she's annoyed right but then holt who knows gina very well because holt has always seen something deeper in gina than anyone else in the on the force except for maybe jake like i know later we get more into jake and gina's friendship but like at this point they haven't really talked about them really even being friends i don't think so much um but you know, Holt really has them step back and look. And he's like, hey, think about all the things that have happened this week with Gina and what she's said to you and look underneath the surface of what she's saying. And it's very wise of Holt. I know. And it made me so sad for her because like she's worried that she needs to get a gun and she's yeah. going over to Amy's place and baking bread because she's afraid to be alone yeah. at her house. And, and she's very defensive. And so mm-hmm. she seems very tough. Mm-hmm. And so no one would suspect that she is actually scared, except for Holt. Holt can see. He's a little sensitive bunny. He sees right through it. And I just thought that was really sweet. And also, I feel like I, I feel like we've all known people in our lives who put up that exterior of like toughness where they're like, I'm fine and nothing bothers me. But like they're a lot of them are some of the most sensitive people. And the reason that they're so tough is because they've been hurt and they've learned to build this like shell around themselves to protect themselves and mm-hmm. so i thought that was really really good i enjoyed that a lot um oh so but i did, i don't know did you have anything else to say about this episode there's one last thing i wanted to talk about but is there anything else that you wanted to say about this episode i don't remember i don't think so what i think that pretty much have? covered it um well what i wanted to say was um at one point, Jake asks Terry, if you were going to be a vacation, what kind of vacation would you be? Yeah, that's a cute line. And yeah. so I, I imagined that this is a game they maybe play in the writer's room, and that's how mm-hmm. it ended up in here. But Sarah, I wanted to ask you, if you were going to be a vacation, what kind of vacation would you be? I already know the answer because I thought th- thought about that last night yeah. when uh, when I when they asked that question. Uh, I would be Disney World. Oh, my God. Please tell me. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, I'd just be like the most ma- ma- magical place on earth. It's true. That's true. You are magical. <laughs> Aw, that's, that's You are super magical. Um, I feel like now that I reflect upon your answer and also what my answer is, I feel like it maybe says something about what people feel about themselves. Um, what was Jake and... Terry's. Terry's was, was a lake, lake house. Yeah, a Terry, lake vacation. A lake vacation. And I don't remember what Jake's was. I don't remember what Jake did he even say what his vacation was? I think was? he did. Um so I was thinking if I would because I was trying to think of like what does this mean? Like, am I the embodiment of the vacation? And that's like kind of what I took that to mean. So I was like, okay, I guess I would have to be one of those like, you know, Florida panhandle party weekend vacations where it's like there's probably too many people there it's really loud you have a really great time but it's messy it's like really messy and uh and maybe like afterwards you're like you know i just really need a i need a vacation for my vacation that's how i that's the vacation i feel like i would be like it's fun and loud and maybe a little much that's um that's how i see myself i don't know i don't 
I don't know if I see myself as the most ma- magical place on earth, but I just love Disney World and it was it's always it's very like creative. So is it supposed to be your ideal colorful. vacation? Your ideal no, vacation? Oh, okay. I just think it's colorful and I'm colorful mm-hmm. and it's uh it's goofy and it's cute and it's wholesome mm-hmm. and it's um it's pricey. I don't, I, know. I, think you're, I think you're all of those things, Sarah. You are all of those things. Um, wow, that was really fun. Okay, I think that's it for the episodes. I don't really have anything else to say. Well, I did write down a couple of my favorite cutaways. Okay. Uh, my first favorite cutaway is Charles in the elevator uh, being too truthful to Holt, where he's like, talking about how he doesn't I don't have anything to say to you I feel like you think I'm boring oh I'm gonna pretend to get a phone call now <laughs> that was very funny yeah. and I love that they brought it back with Holt later where he's yeah pretending where to he get, used that because he yeah. was like so uncomfortable he was yeah. like I don't have anything I don't have anything I have to use this <laughs> um my other favorite cutaway is uh when Amy talks about her worst date and it was a the dentist and the dentist is using the utensils at dinner to examine the inside of her mouth that yeah. was so she, like, funny she like reaches over and he's like <laughs> he, she thinks he's gonna feed her something yes. and he's just looking inside her mouth it was yeah. so funny didn't um, he say like it was a deal breaker her mouth like yes. the inside of her mouth it was like no 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 <laughs> um uh the worst cutaway yet again was a cutaway to hitchcock and scully where they're shoving thumbtacks in their heels i was yeah. like please make no, it stop i looked at a w- i looked away it was horrifying um okay are you ready for moments of thirst sure okay okay my moments of thirst yes um jake when he is in his boxing outfit yes i wrote that down too sarah we have the same moment of thirst i call it mm-hmm. jake in his gym clothes i just really liked yeah. the whole outfit it was all working yeah. for me and there were moments in the bet that were very cute too mm-hmm. yeah um i didn't have a moment that i wrote down specifically maybe no, there were just lots of, of moments that he was mm-hmm. adorable. He was um, very adorable in that episode. I would like to make an honorable mention uh, moment of thirst mm-hmm. being Amy's hair during the first, like when the bet is made. Yeah. Like when the bet is made, her yeah. hair is just like cascading. Like it's oh, so yeah. perfect. She looks amazing. Yeah, it was ama- amazing. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Melissa Fumero. Oh, my God. She's a she's a queen. Um, yeah, I too was thirsting after Jake and his boxing outfit or his gym clothes. The whole gym outfit was working for mm-hmm. me. Um, I also, he had a lot of soft hoodies. Uh, we were back in our yes. soft hoodie oh, era. I forgot about that one where the hoodie is like Ugh. over his, yes. his collar. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, I love it. And then lastly, my, my just general thirst for, I just love young Jake. He's such a brat. He's very bratty, and there's something like I just like I I just saucy, and I like it. He's a brat, and I like it. <laughs> uh, and those are our moments of thirst. Mm-hmm. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Is it time for trivia? This is this is dumb. But <gasps> I can't wait. Um, I found this is more a 
joke about how this R R R article is dumb. Oh, great! So I, f- I found this R R R article that is basically Andy Samberg teeth transformation what? before and after. No, so- is this from one of those like <laughs> Weekly World News type papers? No, it's from a well a wellness. Uh, site there's no way he was involved in this <laughs> no of okay. course not so the transformation is basically essentially they, they there's not not a lot of co- co- copy in this but mm-hmm. it boils down to andy sandberg had some teeth issues we all mm-hmm. know he had the gaps when he was on, on, like, on snl and like between the, the first season and second mm-hmm. season of B- 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 brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. he got braces and so if you notice in season two on, the gaps are gone. And I hadn't even no, no, noticed that, but apparently I'm... they're gone now. Okay. So, this um, is something we're going to have to monitor closely as we transition from season one to season two. Because this yeah. article might be, so did you take just... photo comparisons and look at them or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. it's, it's real. It's okay. real. Um, And like, what's funny is like, it's obvious and like, Mm-hmm. We have seen bo- him mm-hmm. on both sides, mm-hmm. and yet I n- I never made the connection that he got yeah. teeth work done. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just loved this like teeth transformation. Teeth. It was just like transformation. What? It's a teeth <laughs> like, makeover. So dramatic. <laughs> uh, slowest and most boring makeover montage ever. <laughs> it's just Andy putting in his retainer every night. <laughs> just watching the, the teeth slowly come together. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I did not know that. That was a that very a surprising piece of trivia. Um, and I guess we're just gonna have to be on the lookout for that uh when we come out of season one into season two. <laughs> yeah. Uh thank you, Sarah. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. Okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. All right. Are we are we ready to find out what we're going to watch next time? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I already have the wheel up and all of the... Uh, oops. Let me get back to you. Uh, I have the wheel up and all of the all of the things. Okay. So can you see the wheel? Yes. Okay, so on the wheel this week, listeners, we have Patterson, which a lot of our listeners have been wanting us to watch. They want us to watch Patterson. It's like high on the list. Uh, Hungry Hearts, Francis Ha, which is, is that Greta Gerwig? Wait, is that Greta Gerwig or is that Noah Baumbach? No, that's Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach, but Greta Gerwig's Because I was like, ah. Yeah, but it's like real. It's like young, hot, like young, hot frat boy looking at him. So I'll take it. Uh, and then on the wheel for the first time, girls. Okay, it's time we've put Sackler on the wheel, you guys. It's time Sackler on the wheel. Sackler is on the wheel. So let's see. I'm re- so nervous. Like I'm, I'm nervous, Sarah. I, I'm so nervous. All right, I'm gonna spin it. Patterson. Oh my god. Guys, we're watching Patterson next. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, I've heard good things. All right, let me um, let me hang on. Let me come out of here and uh, let me actually give you a logline. I can't believe we're finally watching Patterson. I'm really worried now. What if you don't like it? I'm so t- now. It's I'm possible. scared that you won't like it because I felt like 
we've been building up this movie for you, building it up and building it up and building it up. And now I'm worried that you're not going to like it. I'll try to lie. lie well, like don't it. just just be you. That's all that matters. Okay. So Patterson, here's the here's the description on IMDb. A quiet observation of the triumphs and defeats of daily life, along with the poetry evident in its smallest details. What does it mean? Written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Of course. Oh, you don't like Jim Jarmusch? No. Well, how, which of his movies have you seen? The Dead Don't Die yeah. and um, The Last Lovers Left Alive. Oh, I actually want to see that one, but I haven't. Well, I this know. one. You might like it if you like his stuff. I but... do like Jim Jarmusch. I've seen some, I've seen Coffee and Cigarettes. I've seen a lot of his other, I've seen other films of Jim Jarmusch's that I think are more like Patterson. Like The Dead Don't Die was, had a, Jim Jarmusch flavor for sure but it felt like more like a genre film like a horror kind of genre which you know is a lot of his other movies have this like indie slice of life kind Mm -hmm. of feel and um which there is some of I think that present in The Dead Don't Die but uh I think Patterson is very much more like your slice of life kind of movie uh so well, don't go into it thinking it's going to be like those other movies, because okay. I'm afraid that will make you ready to not like it. Like, you okay. got to go in accepting that this is is going to... I think if it's different to me, but I, I don't know. I can't predict what you will and won't like, but yeah. I do feel like... Well, I won't say how I feel about Patterson. I'll wait until... Well, but there it's is universally one thing for liked. sure. There is one thing for sure. I will like Adam's performance, because I have net... Never seen a film or TV episode that I didn't think he'd had. He had a great performance. I mean, even Annette. He had a fantastic performance yes. in Annette. I just didn't like the film. True. So but, like, I don't like some films, but he always does a great job. I think. I th- I th- I hope you. I hope you'll enjoy Patterson. That's all I'll say. I hope yeah. you'll enjoy Patterson, and I think it's really a special film, and it really is. Uh, I think Patterson, his name is Patterson, the character. I think mm-hmm. uh, Patterson is a special character and he's really beloved in the fan community and there's reasons for that. So um, I'm I'm actually like really looking forward to watching with this with you. Like I think this is cool. one of the movies that, and again, I don't want to build it up too much because like then if you hate it, I'm going to feel really bad. But this is one of the movies, Sarah, that when we decided to do this podcast that I was looking forward to watching with you the most. And this is an, a a good film that we could watch, like with my partner, if he he wanted to come over. I absolutely, like a, I think so. One of a because I don't know, listeners, we have a history of watching really uh, uh, depressing, yeah, uh, podcast films. With him. it seems like every time we watch a movie with your partner, it's fucking depressing. Well, that's not true. Silence, we watch with him. I'm still yeah. feeling apologetic about that. But didn't yeah. we also watch The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which wasn't we did. depressing. We did. That was, wasn't that was depressing. Weird. It was a little bit weird. We also watched The Report. Oh, yeah. That was that that one was that one was a slog. That did we rough. did he watch Midnight Special with us, or was that just you? Mm, I think that was just me. Okay. So um yeah, that was ooh, the report and silence. Not good. <laughs> not good uh rep- the representations. But yeah, uh, Patterson I think would be a great one for him to watch. I think cool. I think he would I think he would enjoy. I think there's a lot to chew on as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to chew on. 
And I'm already wanting to talk about it and I can't because we have to wait until the next episode. So listeners, that's what we'll be watching next. Uh, Sarah, did you want to, did you have anything you want to plug? A little plug? Sure. Uh, I have an Instagram account called Hedgehog's Bod Paws. It's Mm -hmm. H-E-D-G-E-H-O-D-G-E-S underscore B-O-D-P-O-S. And it's basically where I post pictures of myself in makeup and out of makeup, but with glasses and sometimes not in glasses (laughs) and in clothes and always in clothes. I'm I'm sorry. Like it's ne- it's ne- it's it's ne- it's ne- not never not that kind of account. It's not that kind no, of account. Yeah. No. Um. And it's about Bob. Bob. Body positivity and my journey of self acceptance and, um, and it's just about like looking cute and feeling cute and being positive about yourself and 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 loving yourself um so yeah so join in the love uh and listeners uh we always i i I can't say it enough how much i enjoy like talking to people about adam and andy and what they're up to and like sharing cool pictures and news and like talking about the episodes so you know uh if you're not already uh uh, engaging with us in that way I absolutely love it and so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast and you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy pod I just I love this fandom it feels uh it feels really good to be a part of it and I just really enjoy connecting with you guys so uh reach out to us tell us what you thought of this episode um and um I'm really looking forward to talking about Patterson. I just can't wait. This is like from this, the bet, which is, I think now that I'm thinking about it, like one of my favorite episodes of Brooklyn nine, nine. And now we're going to be talking about Patterson. It's just like, I'm feeling all the warm fuzzies right now. Yeah. Nice.